So as you guys know on Change the Subject, oh, by the way, it's BJ. Um, follow me on Twitter at DareGoBJ. And if you want to follow my show, you can follow the show on Instagram at The Subject Change. Enough of that. As you guys know, I have a a sibling. I have a manager. And I said on previous, I said on a previous show, like, tell her ass to show up for her brother for an episode. And here her ass finally is to do this episode with me. I have the one and only busy body herself. People talk daily on my show finally. Where the hell your ass been? First of all, I've been very, very, very low waiting for this baby. So you can't say that I've been a busybody. I ain't been no busybody. I ain't been moving like I normally move. Uh, well, so true that's, that. That's why I'm here. See, see, thank you. Thank you. But God damn. <laughs> but I got this girl on my damn show because I be feeling like nobody really like interviews you like you do the interviewing and you really you know like break shit down for like the guys and some of the women too you know what i'm saying and nobody really like combs through the mind of you know avery and people Mm -hmm. talk daily and all these different dimensions of you know who you are so just you know take a couple of seconds and introduce yourself for those that may not know you because we always get new listeners so just take a few minutes to introduce yourself and tell everybody what you're doing well, <laughs> my name is Avery, aka People Talk Daily, aka Wait, when you do more than one aka, fuck it. Um, <laughs> the Unruly Queen. Um, I have a podcast, Soul of a Hustler. It's I'm on another break again for the tenth time, waiting for my grandbaby. Um, what else? I'm a social butterfly. Um, I'm a hood philanthropist. Uh, <laughs> I'm a traveler. Um, mother, daughter, sister, friend, and I'm a gun shooter. Like, what, <laughs> what else do you need to know? Oh man, <laughs> that was the best description of yourself that I have ever heard you give yourself. <laughs> my God, but yeah, you know, um, my sister is the the energy and the lifeline of a lot of things that we do. And um, one of the interesting things that I believe we're going to talk about once we get to the topic, um, you really bring a lot of necessary pieces to the puzzle for people who deal with you. Like you've always been a champion for people who are creative. You um, make other people aware of other things that, you know, you've experienced, like if it's a dope show, if it's a dope shirt, you know, product placement, you do all of this for other people. And I just want people to understand how valuable you are to me and the culture. So that's why I have you here. And one of the things that we're going to talk about is how you got to this point of being such a giver, because I don't think that that's an easy thing to do. Like, why do you feel like that's so important to show the support and to give people the encouragement and the love that you give? I think it's important because being a creative is super hard. Um, I don't think non-creatives understand that as much as the real creatives do. It's like you're alone, you're isolated. And I think I understand that just through my upbringing. Like I've always been like a giver. I've always wanted to make sure people felt comfortable 
and know that they're appreciated because I can say I never got that. I never got that. And I always vowed to myself that I would never have anybody around me feel that way. Right, right, right. So um, it just comes naturally. It don't cost you nothing to show support or, you know, show someone you appreciate them. It doesn't always have to be monetary. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, you could repost anything. Just a quick little note. Yo, I listen to your show. It's great. This, this, that, and the third. It doesn't take much to let a person know that they're appreciated. Real talk, real talk. Mm-hmm. And I mean, people see you all over the place. You fly into people's towns and you know people's kids. And mm-hmm. it's just a, mm-hmm. it's a family orientation that is ultimately missing. So um, it's great. But then, too, I know of some of the disadvantages that come with it. And we'll talk about that. that we'll talk about that in a second. But you got to do this Q&A right quick. Right? Oh, shit. <laughs> Y'all, I'm scared. <laughs> And I got some good ass questions for you today. So question number one is what's the first thing you do when you wake up? Do you brush your teeth or do you check social media immediately after the alarm clock goes off? I'm not even going to hold y'all. Like the first thing I do is jump out of the bed and run to the bathroom because I'm always late. So I got (laughs) to run to catch the train. Like that's real shit. I'm jumping out the bed in the bathroom brushing my teeth. All right. All right. Uh, number two, are you a a lace panty woman or a cotton panty woman? I'm a no panty woman. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't even think that was going to be an option. You little nasty ass little half for you. Alright, alright. Oh, number God. three is which would you rather your man have? Big hips or a big ass? Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Wait, what? There's <laughs> some niggas out here that, you know, they they got that hot girl summer going on right now. <laughs> Wait, can I not pick nothing? Like, Nah, nigga, you got to pick which one is tolerable for you the big ass or the big hips oh damn that's fucked up (laughs) um hey you you got an alternative question if you don't want to answer that i don't i don't want to answer that i don't want my man to have neither all right so you know you got to answer this alternative then all right so in another life what type of thief would you be? Would you be stealing your homegirl's men or stealing your kids' college funds? I don't want nothing my homegirls had. I'm stealing my kids' college funds. <laughs> I ain't shit, yo. I ain't shit. I'm telling you, I ain't shit. I don't want nothing my homegirls had. Nothing. Ah, man, you a thug, dog. Mama, where my college funds? Shit, I spent it. <laughs> oh, you a thug. You the first one that answered an alternative. You are a savage, dog. Don't wear no panties and steal your kids' college for You ain't shit. I ain't shit. I ain't shit. Wow. Okay, so number four is if we asked your exes one word to describe your personality and your sex game, what word would you hope they would use to describe both? Amazing. Oh, true shit. True shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> good answer. That is a hey, good answer. I know, because that's what they're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number five is if you were caught having sex on the side of the road by the police, how would they most likely catch you in the act? Is your ass going to be pressed up against the glass or your face going to be pressed up against the glass? First of all, I'm asking why they minding my motherfucking business. <laughs> but um, I'm definitely going to be on top. So that would make me, would my ass be up? Yeah, you could. Yeah, could be. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on top, though. I'm on top. I'm a rider. Right, so I'm on top. All right. So number six is you have to deal with one thing forever from a man. What would be your tolerance level? Empty communication or lack of knowledge and effort? Where do you get these fucking questions from? Don't worry <laughs> about it. I just be getting them. Okay. What are the choices again? Um, the choices are empty communication or lack of knowledge and effort. But okay, wait a minute though. I, I I'm gonna answer, but if it's he has no knowledge or effort, how's he gonna have any communication? Like so. Because communication uh, is not just like vocal; it's like body language. It's I know. Damn. Yeah. Um. Fuck, that's hard. Um. Empty communication or what? What's the other one? The lack of knowledge and effort. I can't have no stupid nigga. We just gonna have to go with empty communication. Mm. So you think like, well, if I had to answer that, I would have said the same thing. Like, um, well, no, no, no. I think I would take the lack of knowledge and effort because maybe it's something that you can very well teach them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not that person that's opposed to, you know, teaching your mate or like helping your mate through some shit like maybe if you took the time to be patient with a motherfucker he might pick up certain skills and then be able to better communicate so i think like the empty communication will probably be that he know he don't know but he can't say it or he knows that he's lacking or failing at something and he just won't say it so at least if you know that he doesn't have the knowledge and effort you have something to work with Mm. Mm, I'm just thinking he ain't got shit empty <laughs> like no knowledge no nothing like uh, I'm gonna have a grandbaby that's the only person I'm gonna be teaching oh, I, I, shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that I shouldn't say that I shouldn't say that I, I'm willing to teach but no he just can't no, no okay I get you I dig it okay the last question is what's the worst thing that ever happened to you that was all your fault mm. Nothing's ever my fault. No, um, <laughs> what's the worst thing that's happened to me? That was all my fault. I think when I stole that candy out the store when I was little and I put it in my front pocket and I didn't think my dad was going to see it. Mm. But because my jeans was a little snug, he was like, what's in your pocket? And he beat my ass. So that was my fault. Mm. That's the only thing I can think of oh. real quick. That was a good one. Shit. Yeah, you did all yeah. right. You did all right. Yeah. Shit. All right, look. No panties. Steal it. <laughs> you know. You did. You, you're a little <laughs> off a little bit, but shit. We working on it. You did. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Look, look you teach them. Yeah, you teach teaching. Them. You got to teach them.
So um, the reason why it was so important for me to, of course, have you on the show is because like you're a giver. And um, that's the first thing that most people recognize when they encounter you. It's just like either you're giving your love, your support, you're spending your money, you're doing all of these different things. But there is a possibility that in this you can be easily taken advantage of. And even as a man who, you know, stands in the same spaces and rooms with you, even as your brother, I had to like dial myself back because I realized in certain instances, even I benefit from some of the things that you do without necessarily contributing anything or Uh um, being benevolent in a sense. Like, you know, I don't give to you as much as you may give to me. And I had to own that. And there's this theory that most Detroit men, um, they use when they have that friend that gives them access or gives them, you know, passes to different things they wouldn't have been able to get on their own. And the theory is it's the cute girl with the big butt, right? Oh, now, of course, I have to address it and let people know, like, I done seen Avery ass, but I ain't looking. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I like that. I it like is. That. Like, I don't want people to look at that shit crazy. But, you know, I know what men like about my sister. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in these rooms and we go different places. We hit different states and you see the energy. And I think I mentioned this on the um a unruly creative episode where we talked about like energy and the type of energy that men give off to Avery. I realized that had not some of these men um, presented themselves in such a way to where they, they like her enough to give her access and give her certain privileges. I couldn't get in these rooms that I needed to be in to grow as a creative. So the reason why I'm talking to you about this is do you feel safe enough even in like your family spaces and the the times when we're together, like, do you feel safe enough to be your true self? Like be that sexy woman that you have full potential to be because everybody around you is possibly taking advantage of you. I, I feel what's safer than safe. Like, is there a word for that? Like around my family, my creative family, my own family, I feel super safe. Like I don't, I am who I am and I'm okay. accepted for who I am. I don't put, I, there is no fronting. Right. So right. I, I, I always feel that I can be my authentic self. I never feel like my creative family, my inner circle, let me be clear on this one. My inner circle is looking at me in a lustful eye. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so comfortable that sometimes like when I go to see Deronimo, I got to re- remember like, Yo, he's still a man. Like, you can't parade around this house, like... Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to check myself sometimes. Like, yeah, these my niggas, but they, they still men. But right, I feel safe. Right, I right. feel safe. Okay. I feel completely safe. Safe and protected. That's what's up. Like, because I was, you know... Of course, you know, when I be in my little... You know, my spaces are really thinking. I'm like, damn, you know, had not she been, you know, dressed a certain way, I probably wouldn't have got in that room. Or had not she, you know, been that certain type of you know personality that we know her Mm -hmm. to be maybe I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in so like I wanted to make sure that when we talk about the cute girl with the big butt that we understand how we treat her and to give you like an idea well give the listeners of course an idea of how that girl is treated is usually the girl that 
you super cool with, but she not choosing nobody in the crew. She's the one that's cool with all of the guys, but she still has this certain art form to her socializing. She can almost socialize with any man in the world or any group of men in the world and still not look like a hoe. Like she has a, she has a spark and a shine to her. So like, you don't get close enough to even know her name. That's why she's labeled the cute girl with the big butt, because all you know is what you like about her. You don't get close enough to get to know her on a personal level. She's just, oh, that one cute girl with the big butt. And that's what stands out to all of the men in the circle. But what it tells more about the girl is how she's perceived. Even the other women look at her the same way. You know what I'm saying? It's like they look at her and see her butt and automatically think that she's stuck up because she gets all the attention or she's the girl that commands the, you know, that commands the room in a sense. So like they can't get their attention because she's there. So they initially just hate her because of her presence. Have you ever experienced anything like that in dealing with people for the type of person that you are? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I think um, the the best way I can say it is like you're right. I've I've first of all, I've been a tomboy all my life, right? Right. right. I've I've always been cool with the brothers. I've always been down with the brothers. I've always been. I've always had access. I've always had a seat at the table with the brothers, and I'm and I'm extremely thankful for that. And I've always had that, like, well, damn, she, she, she got a fat ass, like she fat, la 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 la. And then, on the flip side, the women will be like, oh, she got a nice body, but then it's like what you said, oh, she fucking these niggas, right. and then they realize I ain't fucking these niggas. Then it's just like, oh, she's stupid. So I, I think the gift, as far as me being the cute girl with the big booty, like people will prejudge me until I open my mouth. And then oh, they realize wow, wow. I'm I'm the cute girl with the big booty with a deep soul that ain't stupid. They got more sense than you would ever thought she had. Right. And then they realize, okay, oh, that's how she got the seat at the table. You know, so it's, it's I've I've always been prejudged. Cause I'm a little wild. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I'm a little wild. I'm a little loud. Um <laughs> And I've always been that way and I've been judged for it. Um, and I don't give a fuck, but it's, it's more to me. I'm more than the girl with the cute butt in the jeans, filling out the jeans and the thick thighs and all of that. But you got to get to know me. Right. Right. So, you know, so, so what is the approach to getting to know Avery? Like, um, how do you go about doing that? Because there's moments when you have tough girl skin, you know what I'm saying? And, I know from, you know, personal experiences where it comes from, but for a person who don't deserve that level of information, how do you start on a clean slate with Avery? Like, how do you go about that for men and women? You just be yourself. Like, you just be yourself and just be cool. Like, just be yourself and be cool. Like, just, that's the only way I can say it. I'm big on energy. I'm big on energy. Mm-hmm. Like if you got any bad energy or fun, nine times out of 10, you ain't, it ain't going to work. 
But if you just yourself and you cool and you're not trying too hard, like, and we just kicking it and having a natural conversation, more than likely I'll let you get to know me. I'm very open. I'm very welcoming. Right. Until right. the energy shifts or I see something that I don't like. I'm I'm very approachable. I'm like I'm very open to getting to know. Now it's it's one question that um I really been wanting to ask because what I notice about you and maybe this is because you're super comfortable in the circles with the men is like you have this um every time I think about Avery I think about that one line of little Kim's uh all about the Benjamins you know only female in my crew but I kick shit like the niggas do like I think that about you and one of the reasons why I tend to think that and it kind of raises certain precautions is because like sometimes I feel like do you ever feel like you need or have you ever felt like you needed a man to step up to defend you because you're super comfortable with defending yourself whether it be men or women so like have you ever felt like there was like appropriate times where you could have used the man to like step up and represent you and make sure that you was good and he fell short. I that's a tough question, BJ, because I I can it's not necessarily tough. I don't want to offend anybody with my answer, but I'm gonna just give it to you. Mm-hmm. I feel like yes, there has been times that I've wanted men to defend me, and they have done that. You know what I mean? It the moment that it crossed my mind, like okay, I wish somebody, I wish a dude was here to defend me. I had it. You know, it's it was without question. It was with. It's never been a time where I was in a situation where I'm wishing I had a man to defend me that it it wasn't happening right then and there. Okay. Because the men in my life protect me. You know, if if that makes sense, it's it's. Like from my dad down to my crew, down to my son, down to to y'all, mm-hmm. I'm I'm always protected. You know what I mean? So it's it's. I don't know if I'm explaining it right. Like, it's I think done I'm without question. It. Yeah, it's done without question. Yeah. Okay. So, like, so what does a woman? Because of course, this is an issue for other women. Like, women don't feel like they're being protected like what about the woman um can you like not so much answer for them but what can you like use to describe when it comes to the characteristics a woman needs to have to make men want to do that for you like because I think that sometimes what we miss in these kind of conversations is you'll say oh that's what men's supposed to do but there's nothing that encourages the man to make himself feel worthy enough to lay his life down on a line for you. Mm-hmm. Like you're not giving him anything that's worthy enough to make him make that sacrifice. So like, what is it that you feel like women should do more of to make men value you enough to sacrifice their life like that? <clears throat> to say value enough, I'm using quotations and all of that stuff. I feel like I only can answer for me okay. because, you know, each one of every woman's life experience is different. And I can say with me, my friendship with men, with me, what has made them want to 
lay their life on the line, go to bat for me, do whatever it is they got to do to protect me, is I've been vocal. We've been transparent. We've shared childhood traumas. We've shared stories. We've shared what our friendship has needed. Um, some men don't know because they don't, they don't have the, they don't get to have these conversations with women, you know, sometimes, and I'm just going to only use in a relationship aspect. Like when you get into a relationship with somebody, you're in a dating phase, you're not digging deep and having those deep conversations. Mm -hmm. Whereas as friends, because I have a seat at the table, we're, we're talking about real shit. We don't have bubblegum conversations, what your favorite color is and all that other stuff. So our conversations go so deep that it's like, nah, like I know her. You ain't going to fuck with her. Oh, wow. Okay. You wow. know what I'm saying? Like, right, I, right. I, I know, like, I, I, I know, like, it's been times, even with you, like, it's been times that I ain't even had to say nothing. And you know, something's been said about me and it's hurt me to my core. Mm -hmm. And you... And then what you not gonna do today? Real shit. <laughs> you got real you, shit. you got on Detroit on them niggas. So it's just like because we've had real dialogues, we've had deep conversations. You know what I mean? And I think that's the part. Yeah. That yeah. where I've been fortunate with, like people mm -hmm. know me, like the niggas that's w willing to shoot and fight and all of that for me. They know me. They know the real me, flaws and all. They know me. They know my intentions are good. And and they know when I'm on some fuck shit. Right. You know, you know right. what I'm saying? So the, I think that's the difference for me. Like, why I'm always protected. And that and like that said, does make a lot of sense. It's because, uh -huh. like, the women who think that you're just supposed to lay your life down for them, it's almost like, I ain't even see what you did to deserve this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't get to see nothing. I'm just supposed to just lay my shit down. You know what I'm saying? So I get it. That does make a lot of sense. Like, I don't mm -hmm. really think women give men the opportunity to see enough of your flaws and enough of the possibility that you may have said something disrespectful to this guy or may have said something disrespectful to this girl. And now you using somebody else's life as an out for yourself to dodge this ass whooping that you might actually deserve. <laughs> You're so stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like that's some real shit. I never looked at it like that. Like, yeah, if you want, if you want men to really put up the, you know, the necessary requirements to protect and provide and make provision for you, you gotta show yourself worthy. You gotta show yeah, yourself think, to be true and I honest. Think both parties. Yes, yes. I yeah. think both parties do. Now, don't that now? I don't want people to get this this all screwed up. I want to be clear now. Now, a brother walking down the street and see a woman getting smacked the shit up out of her gear to get ran over by a car, like, their their instincts are immediately to protect. Right, Like, right. they're, they're going to try to get you out the way. But I'm just talking about, like, on another level. Like, men are going to protect women. You know, you ain't got to show nothing. You ain't got to share nothing. They're going to protect you. If they see you in harm's way, they're going to do the best to their ability to protect you. That's what I've seen, you know. Right, so, right. Yeah. So, like, now we're going to talk about, like, bro and sis, right? <laughs> okay. Because mm -hmm. I know, you know, I know people who know us, you know, we extremely clear that I'm the sensitive one. I'm the one that is a little bit softer. I dissect the relationship before I invest uh -huh. in it. So, right. we are totally different. But there's a point where I get criticized for 
assuming certain energies as relationships. Like um, sometimes like a person could have like beautiful energy and you'll say, well, you've only known her for a month and a half. But, you know, when we say sister, it's like a kinship. It's not saying like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a bloodline. So when I say like this is my sister, this is like a spiritual connection between two people that feel the same thing. But in a sense with like women, when a girl says this is my brother, she could be meaning the same thing, but they always look at the women as if they're covering something up. So what I want to ask you is how many of the niggas that you've assumed as brothers, like you're going off of their energy and you're calling them your brothers and they've tried to fuck too. Like how many of those men have you encountered? Not too many, cause I don't call everybody everybody sister and brother. They ain't they ain't my thing. So okay, okay. Um, the dudes that I call my brother are my brothers. Like they they my brothers. They ain't never tried to fuck, suck, or do no no extra fly shit. Right, um, right. I don't. I let me think about that. I haven't had that experience where my brothers. I'm like, oh yeah, that's my brother, and he's trying to smash. I haven't really experienced that, cause men are pretty because our conversations are usually deeper than surface stuff, men tend to be very forthcoming about like, Oh, I like you. I like to say they like to make me into this porcelain doll. And I have to check a lot of men all the time. Like just because I get you and I understand you and I'm understanding your traumas and I'm giving all the right answers that you've liked to hear all your life. Being your friend and being your woman is two different things. So don't make me into this porcelain doll this this perfect woman because i'm not i'm just as flawed and fucked up as you real shit real shit and and that's that's where we're bonding at so usually in those conversations they they usually be like yo like i wish i had a woman like you now i'm just as fucked up like don't don't get this shit fucked up we in a friendship a friendship and a relationship is two different things i'm two different women I'm still understanding. I, I still practice what I preach, but the delivery is a little different when you're in a relationship. You get what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So they men are usually honest with me up front, like, yo, like, I want to be with you. And then it's like, listen, I'm not your porcelain doll. Like, you, I, you sure you want that? <laughs> I don't think you want that. But you have never, like, you've never taken that chance on yourself? Like, you but know. my brother? What? Uh, yeah, good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. Okay, but no, I'm just even, thinking in like in general terms. Like, if you just so happen to meet a guy who, you know, comes at you with that depiction mm-hmm. of the porcelain doll, and he's not on the bro level, have you ever like allowed yourself to be vulnerable with the man that's possibly being vulnerable with you? And his approach to get to know you, because I think that like because you feel like, you know, based on what you've perceived of him, like, you know, like he's not going to be able to directly handle, but he may just be willing to learn how to handle you. Do Mm -hmm. you allow yourself those opportunities to be proven wrong? I have once in the past and I definitely was proven right. Um, And then other times. No, I didn't entertain that because I felt like they had in their mind that I was this perfect woman. And the conversation began to be a therapist-patient 
type of thing. Mm, okay. So I, okay. I stood clear of that. Um, here recently, I have. I've, I've been entertaining um, someone being open and <laughs> allowing like my guards down and stuff like that. And it's hard. It's hard because um, I'm not easy. I'm not an easy person to love in a relationship. I'm very resistant. I'm very, I'm guarded and it's layers. It's like, it's like unbuilding a house. Like we got to get down to the ground level. And like a lot of people don't take the time to do that. And you know. mm, So you want, okay. So when you say that, like you, um, you're reversing the process. Like, do you want somebody to tear down those walls for you? Mm Mm-hmm. I, I want I want the same energy that I put in getting to know someone. I want that to be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. I've I've come to notice in the last year that I talk a lot. I ask a lot of questions. Um yeah, I just talk a lot. And I I've I've noticed here recently that when I'm not talking and asking all the questions, people don't know what to do. Because they haven't taken the time to really get to know me the same way I'm trying to get to know them. They've gotten all caught up into these deep questions I'm asking them, like, you know, what happened in their childhood traumas? Are they in therapy? Like, just deep shit that don't nobody take the time to ask. And and the reason why I get so deep in a friendship level is just that, in the prospect of, like, maybe if this goes further, I want to know what the fuck I'm dealing with. On Real a friendship shit. level and a relationship level. Like, if we gonna go there, I, I know what fucking traumas you got, and I want to know if I can be able to deal with them. Real shit. So, and you said that in the beginning. Like, a lot of people, my crew, and I think that's why I love my crew so much. My crew has taken the time to not only accept me for who I am, but to actually get to know me. Mm-hmm. The flawed part, the great part, the wild part, and it, and nobody's asked me to change. Like I finally have a have friendships that is equally yoked. Real shit. A lot of Real a lot shit. of my friendships, me being a giver, and let's just say what it is. A lot of people felt feel like I'm a people pleaser, or I try to buy people. Um, and that's not me. I'm just a giver. I'm just a supporter. I'm just a, I don't do it with looking for anything to be reciprocated. That's just me. That's just who I am. And you won't know that. I can understand them being on the outside, looking in and coming up with that type of assessment, but you got to get to know me. And if you don't know me, you're going to come up with this dumb shit, but that I've gotten that. But I think what my crew they accept me for who I am. I, I haven't had to change. Our friendship is just 50-50. I come up with a million ideas. Everybody with it. Mm-hmm. And, it and they also tell me, like, Avery, okay, you gave us 10 ideas yesterday. Let's move on just one. And it feels good to have a friendship like that. Right, right. You know? So. Damn. I think I went on a little tangent, but. No, know. that was real. <laughs> because, um. Sometimes, and I know that we live in this, you know, battle of the sexes, you know, era where everything has to be, everything a person says is a counter to 
what a motherfucker feel like and true enough i mean a lot of men are doing some wrong a lot of women are too but some of these things that we say about each other are real and we don't take the opportunities to hear these people out because we're just ready to rebuttal and Uh there's this point where a chick is actually too cute for her own good you know what i'm saying and Uh This is the reason why I think for you, like one being the tomboy, one having the report and the understanding with the men, like your instances of being the cute girl with the big butt is still like misunderstood by those women who are who are too cute for their own good. Because in your instance, it's not really your fault, the type of attention that you get but in those other women who probably have big butts too it's like they're using it for an advantage like you're using it to bait him in you're using it to draw the attention to yourself whereas you're just existing in your skin and getting the attention naturally and they're kind of looking at you as if you're like countering all of their their moves to draw the attention to themselves so i think that when you when you look at the women that are too cute for their own good, what's the easiest way for those women to get the attention without even striving for it? Like, what would you say is the way that we can peacefully coexist as men and women with all of our, you know, privileges, body types and those things and not look at each other as threats? Because it's some people that ain't even fucking with you like that. And you just stuck in your own thought of, not being the focal point so like how would you suggest for a woman to just be her natural self and let things come to her just be your natural self i mean i guess it's easier (laughs) said than done like just let me let me take a step back for me like when people tell me like oh avery you got a nice body oh you got a big butt like i've always I've always had, I've always been shapely, right? Mm -hmm. And I've always hated it because that was always the attention. People always felt like because I had like this shapely body and I didn't feel like I was shapely. You know what I mean? Like what what big butt are you talking about? Like I could show you a big butt. I don't got a big butt, but to to have this, it was always that perceived notion like I was fast or I was running with these boys because I wanted to fuck them. But it really wasn't that. Like I was just myself. I I wasn't doing the dainty girly shit. Like right, I was in the right. trees. I was playing kickball. I was just so I think for the women, just listen. I think commute that's where we're missing between men and women is the communication. And when I say communicate listen to what each other saying without trying to be so quick to respond and argue mm-hmm. you know what i mean like we all not gonna be right we all not gonna know we're not gonna agree but it don't have to turn into a, a drawn out fight like who had it worse who had it this like we can agree to disagree Real and shit. come to some type of ground and, and that's how i am mm. i may not agree with some shit but I'm going to respect your opinion enough and we could talk it out. You know, well, this is what I think. Well, this is what I think. Well, you know what? We ain't going to come to a conclusion where we just agree to, to just 
disagree to agree, whatever the hell that saying is. Right. We just ain't gonna agree, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> it just don't have to be as bad as it is, and just be yourself. Real shit, real shit. Because like I remember, um, there was like a few occasions. Um, I'm trying to think. One of the occasions was maybe was it Detroit when we uh did the first um few runs of um hustling kicks when it was yeah, hustling it was Detroit. It was yeah Detroit. and I remember like um we had been like hanging that whole weekend and you was like real modest you was like real modest it was like t-shirt jeans sneakers you had a little you know dad hat on you was like real like low-key comfortable and then I think it was the night we went to that trash ass strip club and you had mm-hmm. on like this nice little, you know, fitted shirt. It was like sheer and see through and, you know, the jeans was like really like tapered and tight. And I'm like, damn, I ain't never seen her like that. You know what I'm saying? So in my mind, I'm like, even for me, it was just like, damn, I've never seen her like that. Like, cause you've always been sort of like relaxed. And I think that that's what's so intriguing about you is because you can turn the homie off and be the the sensual sexy woman and have that that confidence and that sex appeal but then also there's moments where I wonder like is it actually safe to be sexy because like you said like even in my opinion and this is just my opinion even when you're around family I feel like you should still be comfortable enough to be any part of yourself that exists within you so if you feel like a sexy woman who's vibrant and attractive and you just so happen to have on you know a short skirt or a more fitted blouse you should be comfortable enough to wear that around anybody because you know that men know how to conduct themselves so do you feel like it's safe for women overall to be sexy and this is why you have to sometimes turn it up and down as far as like the the clothing choices or how fitted or tight things are. Is it because men are not mature enough to understand that sexy is supposed to exist in all facets? Oh, that was a big one. Um, yes, I think it's safe to be sexy. Like, shit, if you can't be sexy, what the fuck? Like, I think, yes, I think it's sexy to be safe to be sexy. <laughs> That's mm. a deep question. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want this to go into like rape and my body, my rules and all of that. I think I do believe it's safe to be sexy. And I do think that men, some men need to learn how to control themselves. Everything doesn't have to be, oh, she got a fat motherfucking ass or, you know what I mean? It could just Mm -hmm. be like, oh, you look nice. It's like it. It don't have to be so raunchy, like yeah. shaking and you, you know what I mean? That's what I don't like. And then that's why I lose my motherfucking cool and be who the fuck you talking to, nigga? Would you talk to your mother like that? Right. So right, I think right. <laughs> men just have to be in moderation. But I yes, for women, yes, a hundred percent it is okay to be sexy. Mm. I'm shy in my sexing. I'm shy in my sexiness though. Like, like sometimes you come out the bag and I'd be like, what the fuck? 
Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not used to, um, like, I'm just used to, like, you being super duper comfortable, laid back. You just, like, the female in the crew that kicks shit like the niggas do. Like, you just come off with that that relaxed, that more, you know, mild-mannered. You don't come off like the girl that's, like, really trying to upstage the women in the club and all of that other shit. You don't do that. So, it's those moments where it's like, what the fuck? Like, who yeah, is that? Yeah, I really stay low. I really try to stay low. And and I think a great example of that was when I went to Dallas for the meetup. Mm-hmm. I flew in that day. And Deronimo's used to seeing me tomboy out, like, sneakers. Like, I'm a nigga. So when I <laughs> flew in, I was going straight to the event. So I had on heels. I had my makeup done. Like, my hair was laid. And when he came out, he was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Where's the sneakers? <laughs> You're no good friend. And I'm like, damn, I must be walking around this motherfucker looking busted. <laughs> but no, he was just more thrown back. He was like, damn. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that makes me, it doesn't make me, unc- it's just shy. Like, well, damn, how the fuck I'm walking around looking then? My niggas let me walk around looking crazy. No, it's but really no. just, you know, the idea, like, there's, there's those women who like go out their way to make sure that they're like made up a certain way just mm-hmm. for the rooms that they're in. And, and in some cases, and this is no disrespect to those women at all, but in some cases they go through all of that shit and don't get no attention at night. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't really saying? care. Like I don't, I guess that's the difference. I like to be in a cut. Like I'm really, I forgot who gave me the name, but in, incognito goddess like <laughs> i like to play the back I that's like to dope play the back that's dope until it's time to get loud and rowdy and then you know i'm right there in the front and we doing all the crazy shit but nine times out of ten like i like to be in the cut i'm not i don't like to take pictures i don't i'm just really shy as loud and out there i am i'm really low-key shy I don't want people looking at me like, oh, yeah, she got a fat ass. Like, ah, that's that. I don't like that. Mm. Don't look at me. Damn, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, so what was so. the so what was the inspiration for cutting your hair after all of this time of having, like, a nice length of hair? Like, why did you cut it? Wow. You're the first to ask me that publicly. Um, I cut my hair because I was tired of hiding. Um, mm. I wore weaves and wigs to hide. And I said for my birthday, I was going to just completely go bald because I felt like I became my hair. Like mm. you had to have long hair. You had to like, and I thought I was bald headed, but I'm, I'm fuck that shit. Like I ain't got to do shit, but do me. And I just wanted something totally, totally different. So when I went to go get a cut, I was like, I don't know if I really want to do this. And so the, the lady, I took me a long time to find somebody that I could trust to cut my hair or whatever. But when I did it, I was like, shit, bitch, what you been waiting a long time for this shit? I ain't going back. Shit, fuck that shit. But I was really hiding. I was really... um. I was insecure, I think. Like, if I want to keep it a buck, like, sometimes I just didn't feel right without a wig. Like, 
or a weave. Not that I didn't like my hair because I would wear my hair sometimes, but mm-hmm. I just felt like I didn't feel like doing it or it's just a multitude of reasons. But all in all, I was hiding. Okay. And I was just tired of hiding. Like, fuck that shit. Like, okay, you're going to take me as I am. I'm going to go bald, nigga. Real so, shit. Real shit. Um, and I like it. I, I, I get more attention bald-headed. Then I do with all that other shit. I will say that shit. I get a lot of motherfucking attention now. Yeah. Even when I'm looking fucked up. Hair standing straight up on my fucking head. Like, nigga, what, do you see what I look like? But so. I think it's that energy. I think it's that that spirit that, you know, comes out of you. That nothing else really matters. And like, and that's what pretty much what this show is about is... It's that woman that has the advantages of every typical woman, but she doesn't need it to get the attention that she wants. Like you are that woman that has that nice shape and you're always in the company of all of these different guys who lust after those things. But look at how even with this body type, she still commands that respect. She still has that same respect level across the board for every circle that she's in. And I think that that's the biggest point of the conversation Mm -hmm. is because like sometimes, and this is just my opinion and I'm saying this humbly with no intents of offending anybody, but sometimes I think women try too hard and Mm. men do too. We can say men do too. Like I I think that we as men and women tend to try, you know, extremely hard to command attention and it doesn't always work in our favor and we'll we'll find ways to hate on the person that's just being naturally themselves and make it and make it seem as if they're going out of their way beyond what Mm -hmm. we're doing and we try to like make ourselves feel good about our lacking you begin to like excuse yourself Mm -hmm. and then put your burden or your opinion on somebody else and it's Mm -hmm. like no baby girl just being naturally her she cool as shit you know she cute as fuck but she not you know the one that's like tooting her butt up every time somebody pull out a you know phone for a picture she not doing all of that you know what i'm saying and you just have to naturally be yourself and i think that your energy is what draws people more so than your actual body but we still have to make sure as crew members and as family like i wanted to definitely ask on air like when you in my presence, do you feel good? Because I had even when I was writing this out, I'm like, damn, like, have I been that brother? Because I know for a fact that some of my opportunities came from Avery and maybe, you know, without knowing it because it was presented as business, I fell short. So I always want to make sure as a man that I'm holding myself accountable too. So that's why I had to, you know, definitely ask because I ain't trying to be that, you know, the homie that, be on that fuck shit. You know what I'm saying? That ain't even in you, B. That ain't even in you. That, that, come on, that ain't even in you. But I will say, like, I'm the cute girl with the big booty and soul. Real I like shit. That Real with shit. Soul. Like, it's more to the big booty. Yeah. And I wash my ass. I know you be talking about women, big girls with big butts don't be washing their ass, nigga. I wash my ass two, three, Man, four times. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Like, people do not believe that to be a thing, for real. Like, when I say them things don't be clean, you know, you got them women with them wide hips and them big old butts, and their arms are still short. Like, you don't think about that type of shit. 
she not really okay. reaching up under that and uh-uh. that shit is terrible uh-uh. like yeah. i mean my taste level changed drastically from i want to say maybe 18 to 25 really i that can't was... see you with a big booty girl but detroit got some big booties though what i'm talking about detroit got some big booties but you know like um detroit also has a lot of hardship and that damn i'm just being honest i'm just being honest like there's a lot of hardship that comes with dealing with the hood chick you know what i'm saying or dealing with the chick that comes from those humble beginnings and you'll be surprised that like certain disconnections like you ever meet those people where you say like how the fuck do they think it's okay to just do the minimal things to be clean you know what i'm saying like they'll just come up with like a a real simple means to just skim over their bodies, but they don't go into detail about their hygiene. A lot of that comes from how they've been, they've been brought up. Like they've been limited, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes the water be off in the crib more than it be Mm -hmm. on in the crib. Like it's not to diss them. It's just a reality. You know what I'm saying? And I was finding these things out as, you know, a young adult. And I'm just like, well, if all of the chicks that I'm meeting with these fat asses at the time, are not the clean the cleansy you know hygiene you know experts and shit like that like they not really holding up the end of the hygiene bargain then maybe i shouldn't be focusing so much on these women and just focus on women with just the proper standards period and most of the time in my experience not saying that all girls are like that but most of the time it was the girl with little to no ass that was the clean the clean one but so, you you're you're a teacher though, BJ. Why didn't you say to these women with the big butts, like baby, or right, baby, let's get in the shower together? Because and, and... that wasn't my thing. Oh, okay. and I'm weird because like I had this conversation with some adult men, and I know this doesn't make any sense, but I'm gonna say it on the show just for the sake of conversation. I am the guy that believes that when we take showers together, you're still supposed to be clean getting in the shower with me. Like, this is not the moment for you to completely be scrubbing dirt off of you. We're actually being intimate. And you know that I like my women clean when we're intimate. So don't come to the shower with this expectations of us having sex and you're dirty. Wait, 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 wait a a minute now. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So I'm gonna give you a great example. You're a truck driver, right? Uh-huh. And babe said, babe, I'm going to go to work with you today. Uh-huh. She go ride with you on your whole route all day long. Uh-huh. Y'all get off, and she's like, babe, let's take a shower together. Boom, we jump in the shower together. We wash, and she wash you. You wash her. She wash herself. You wash yourself. Y'all do what y'all do or whatever. You saying before she get in that shower, before she asks you to take that shower with her, she got to jump in there. And wash first? No. that Now, that case, yes, that's cool. Because the thing about it is the intimacy is us going through this process together. But what I'm saying is for those people who have been, like, bumming around all day and you just think that you're going to have an intimate moment with a person and you jumping in the shower knowing that you were already kind of just, like, lounging around in your own dirt and shit like that, I don't find that attractive. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's a difference when 
okay, if she goes to work with me and we've gone through the same process and struggle, then I can respect it because she's been here with me going through it. So now I'm going to wash your back. You're going to wash mine. And then we get to the intimacy part because there was a launching pad for it. But right. like those people that just be out and about doing their own little thing and you know that people are squeamish, people feel like, you know, like I'm not a person that can deal with another person's bodily fluids and shit like that all the time. <laughs> That's the type of shit I'd be thinking about. So it's like, you actually thought I was going to fuck around with you and you just been like musty all day? Like, nah. <laughs> nah. It's different. You know what I'm saying? Now, like you say, and like if we if we as a couple, we decided to go work out together, we go to the gym. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? We we putting our work in and it's like, look, you know, I just want to get this sweat off of me and we go in the shower, we wash off and shit like that and cool. But like if you just been laying around being lazy and funky, that ain't attractive to me. You at work all day and she on the couch and she come on, babe, come on. Right. And you've been laying okay. around and you had the opportunity to clean yourself and you didn't. So now you want to clean yourself up and try to throw your little coochie at me? Nah, uh-uh, nah. Nah, we good. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's different. But that's just me. And so men were saying, like, that's the whole purpose. I'm like, nah, it's not really. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the sensuality aspect that we tend to miss because you almost just letting yourself go and saying, like, accept me as I am. Yeah, I just took a shit and didn't wipe my ass. And now I'm going. Come on, BJ. Come on. Now you, you going too far. You going too far. Avery, yeah, I when I tell you, when I tell you. That is a real thing. This is not me being funny. This is a real People thing. People will take a. Sh You've known women to take a shit and not wipe. And not their wipe. Ass. And not wipe. I mean, I ain't gonna say not wipe, but not wipe good. You know what I'm saying? Like this. These are experiences. Maybe I'm just traumatized, and I don't know how to escape my traumas. But these are experiences. People not wiping good. Girls being like, like girls having like certain body chemistries where. You can smell the the body mist and the lotions and stuff, but they still have that undertone must because their body chemistry is different. Like for me as a guy, I'm picky. That's hard for me to overlook. I'm not going to act like, you know, oh, babe, it's cool that you smell like onions and, you know, beautiful day by Bath and Body Works. Nah, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. You know, well, you know, anything knocks our pH balance off. And yeah, real shit, real shit. Pussy ain't gonna smell like roses now, but when you get to the shit and the fish smells, that's something totally different. I can feel you on that a hundred percent. Yeah, but and that's and that's like kind of where my opinions come from. Like I'm not just okay. that dude that's being, you know, uppity. Like oh, well, you have to be like in pristine condition before right. I touch you. But like I've known women who feel like because we taking a shower together, it's okay to come into that space of intimacy musty as hell. Like, nah, we not doing that, you know. No, I get it. I get it. Wow. So you like a clean, clean woman. It ain't we don't go for a jog and do it outside in the park. Okay, I got no. it. I got you know, it. I, got I mean it. those type of things are cool, but I think like and this is just me and my thinking. Like I've known people who have a certain level of hygiene to where you can sweat and still not stink. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what yeah. I'm getting at. It's like, you yeah. should be able to sweat and still not be funky. Like it's, it's different levels to intimacy when it comes to hygiene. And I'm just yeah. that real particular person. I can't just go under any circumstances into, 
intimacy without you, you know, being on your shit. But, you know, I'm weird like that. And I don't give a fuck about y'all judging me. I can hear y'all smacking y'all lips on the other That's side right. of this like, show. Like, 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 the fellas <laughs> and the ladies. They're like, what the fuck BJ talking about? We're going to get it. We're going to get it wherever we get it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I've never been that dude. I really wow. feel like. I really feel like men would be in such better positions if they stopped letting women manipulate them to fuck under any circumstances a woman set up. Did you just out. say manipulate? Yeah. Yeah. I really How do. How do we manipulate men to fuck under any circumstances? Any circumstance. Like when a woman is curving you, curving you, curving you, and instead of her keeping it real and saying that now she's the person being curved, she'll make it seem like, oh, she done thought about it and realized that it wasn't so bad what y'all fell out for and now she want to give you some because her options have exhausted themselves. We don't know that that's what's going on on the other side, but they make us feel like they're still doing us a favor, even though they will them ran dry on the other side of the table. Okay. Like, I, I, I don't think I like the word manipulated, but I do think fellas should start telling us no. Yeah. Like making us wait. Like not, you know, like at the end of a date, you know, you know we want it and just just give us a kiss on the forehead and be like, nah, babe, I don't wanna do it tonight. <laughs> Let me just drop you off at the door. Now that's that hot shit right there. That's that hot because I'm gonna punch you in the throat and take it. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like that's what men should start doing though. That's some sexy shit though. Yeah, real I shit. Wanna, I don't wanna do it tonight. That ain't that ain't my thing. Fellas, try that shit. I bet you get it. But you see that but see what you also just taught me is that like when I say manipulate, I'm talking about a certain type of woman. And like oh, okay. that's what you just established because of course there's a difference between like you and another girl. So yeah. that's probably where my opinion is coming from. But like I've had moments where um like women will tell me, you know, it's a lot that you have to do to get me back. You know, I may have made a mistake and it took me to grow up to realize that my mistake really wasn't that extreme. Mm -hmm. It's just that it was something that a woman, of course, couldn't accept. And they'll tell me like, oh, you got to do a lot to get me back. And I would go through that process. But they're not being honest and saying that I'm playing the field and it's this other nigga I'm kicking it with. That's so true. I'm buying like we, we manipulated in so many ways mm -hmm. that we don't understand. So if we had the the understanding that that's not the source of our happiness. That's not the source that completes us. We can actually go without sex and still be complete people. Then the conversations for men and women will change, you know, but. Mm -hmm. The more you talk about like your past dating experiences, I thank God for babe. And then I also wish we could just line all these women up and I could just hit the firing squad. Shoot. Yeah. And just real shit. Because like I used to be, I used to be fragile as fuck. Like I was mm -hmm. never, I was never sure of myself. Never. I was never that nigga confident enough to say like, I'm that nigga. And I know it, you know what I'm saying? Like I was never that dude, still not, you know? Um, I just know I work extremely hard, but this is honestly mm -hmm. the first girl that really like sees my effort and will commend yeah. me without question. Like, look, I ain't never had no nigga do this for me or whatever. That's right. But you know, in my past, man, I used to be the push over, like push mm -hmm. over. And I just got, I had my moment, fuck bitches, get money. I had all of that. You know what I'm saying? I, I did it all. But then what I realized is that, and we actually talked about this the other night. It was me, babe, my mother, and my auntie. 
and we were talking about my experiences like that one night I spent in jail behind the rela- yeah I ain't t- I ain't really get to tell that but um I had a I had an egotistical moment that like really broke me right and um mm-hmm. the conversation is ba- I might tell a story one day I don't know but I spent the night in jail and at that moment it was basically like a a God moment for me where God was telling me, like, despite the fact that you trying to keep peace in your relationship, because honestly, I went to jail because the laws were fucked up. It wasn't because I actually did anything to pretty much moral of the story was um, I was trying to um, push a young lady out of the door to make her leave because we were having like physical altercation. Right. And as I'm pushing her, she slipped on the carpet because she's only wearing socks. She didn't have any, she didn't have on any shoes with any grip. So as I'm pushing her towards the door, she slipped and fell on her leg wrong. And at the time we were living in the suburb. Mm -hmm. So naturally Uh. when they heard her screaming hysterically, automatically the police were called. So, um, so we ended up having the cop come and then the cop shows up and he asked me what happened. I told him what happened. Um, I'm like, me and my lady having a disagreement. I tried to push her towards the door. Of course, her car is outside. She doesn't technically stay here. So she has somewhere to go. I was trying to push her to the door so that she can leave. I'm just getting off of work. I'm ready to go to bed. I was working midnights at this time. Right. So um, he made me stand outside the apartment door. He went in, talked to her. She pretty much said everything that I said to him, you know, like, this is exactly what happened. We had an issue, this, that, and the third. And so, like, um, she hurt her leg so bad, they had to call the EMT to bring a gurney to take her down. And so, at the time, I didn't have a car. So, she was the one that had the car. So, as she's going down the stairs on the gurney, she hands me her car keys and say, well, follow me to the hospital the cop is like, no, nah, he coming with us. Damn. Right? So I'm like, for what? You know, because I'm like, she just cooperated with my story. She said I didn't hit her. What did I do? And he was saying, because of the fact that you tried to force her out of the door, that was considered forcing her against her own will. And we look at that as assault. So you're going Shut to... Shut your mouth. Real shit. Real shit. And so... um. Keep in mind, I had like our argument happened the night before at about 11 p.m. on a Sunday. This is like 11 a.m. on Monday. And I just got off of work at six o'clock in the morning. And from six to 11 in the morning, that's how long it took me to get home from work on the bus. So I'm dead tired. So when I finally get to get some rest, it's on a cot inside of a jail cell. Who came and got you? My mother. And um, I spent the whole day, I spent the whole day and um, I'm sitting in jail. Now, keep in mind, this is not real jail that I'm in. This is like um, suburban jail. It's, it's very clean, but it's still jail. It's not like the jail you see on TV, but it still broke me because I told myself I'd never end up here. Right. You know, and so immediately when I saw my mother, it was actually my mother and my auntie, which my auntie. It's my mother's older sister. Those two women together are like both of my mothers. So really? when, yeah, so when they came to pick me up from jail, 
my emotions kicked me in my ass as soon as I saw them both because I felt like I failed them. I just broke out in oh, tears. Wow. Yeah, I just broke out in tears. And um, my mother ended up having the conversation with my then girlfriend about what happened because she was looking for me to be at home when she got home. And, you know, she ended up calling my girl to find out where I was. And she was telling me that my girl at the time was like stumbling over her words. And so she was like, well, where the hell is my son at? And that's when she told her. So we was going through the process of trying to find me and all of this other shit. So now, like, in this instance, I'm going through this process blaming the women. Like, you know, women, because, you know, like I said, I done had, like, so many sucky relationships. And here goes another account where I'm in a position I don't really deserve to be in. Right. I'm telling myself, like, these women keep doing this shit to me. These women keep doing this shit to me. But then God kicked me in my ass and said, no, nah, like, why you keep picking these type of women? Why you keep picking yeah. these type of energies? Why are you not centering yourself, focusing on me, making sure that you in the right so that you can draw the type of energy you want to attract? And so Damn. that was that was that night in jail for me. Like I had that wake up call. And that's kind of where I am now in this podcast, because this is that period of when you hear Penrose say like BJ used to keep a lot of secrets. Uh-huh. This is the shit that I was going through in private, you know, wow. and they would tell like, Oh, we never knew who BJ was dating. or we never uh-huh. knew. They didn't see my girlfriends and none of that shit. Cause I was too busy uh-huh. arguing with them and ashamed of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. You said arguing and ashamed. Damn. Yeah. Because I was liking, I was liking them toxic relationships. I'm, I ain't going to lie. You know, it's easy to get addicted to those. It's yeah, so easy to get so addicted easy. to those things. Mm-hmm. And you think it's love and that toxic shit. That shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, it really, like, when you be saying, like, you know, yeah, I don't I don't just jump into any old type of thing because I'm working mm-hmm. on myself. I definitely know where you coming from because. Shit, that, yeah. That shit is rough. But, yeah, it's I never. Rough. It's so much, like, people do not, will not believe how much shit I done been through. Like, you've been through a lot like you've been through a lot and and I you can hear it like you've been hurt a lot and it's just it's good to hear a man being able to express it yeah you know yeah. I've been through this I've been through that because most men don't talk about it they they just take it on the chin and carry on with life but yeah. this was good I yeah. was scared everybody look, look, <laughs> I was scared everybody that wasn't that bad it don't be that bad. that bad I just Mm-mm. be prepared that's all like um I done done a few shows where people are like, they'll ask to be on the show and be like, man, I'm nervous as fuck. I'm like, well, why you ask? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's just because I be really wanting to make sure that the, the, thing, everything. Yeah, the things I want to know is like completely covered. But you always keep it, you know, real and transparent and always up front. So, yeah, you be all right. I try. But y'all, Soul of a Hustler is coming back after my grandbaby come. I'm telling you, when I say you're going to be the lit grandma, man. Look, the world ain't ready. And I, I keep telling everybody, I don't like little girls. Really? But these my, yeah, these my little babies. These my little, boys are just so, we rough. Look, we rough like I'm a boy. <laughs> boys are rough. They tear shit up. They, girls, my grandbaby going to be, um, first of all, I'm saying grandbaby. I'm having two. And then my baby father wife is pregnant. She doing December. But they ain't got nothing to do with me, that last one. But I'm just saying. 
Your stories be crazy, man. (laughs) Yeah, you crazy. Um, Yeah, his wife is pregnant. This is her first baby. So, um, you see another one, too, I had to tell. Fourth of July, I was with them, and she ain't trying to have sex. I said, girl, this is the best time. You better open them legs out, girl. Mm, 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 mm. But anyway, I'm going to have two grandbabies. So, um, I've been really hustling and trying to prepare for that. So, and then October, we're going to do it again. Wow, wow. But I told me ain't going to be that rough because, you know, the first time is where you get all the nervous. I'm going to be a pro by yeah, the time October comes. Yeah, I'm going to be ready. So, yeah, this one just needs to come on. So, That's... you know, Soul of Hustle is coming back. I'm going to be back on the scene. Yes, yeah, that Bobbing time. everybody. Yes. It's that yes, time. Yes. A little vacation. But, yeah. So. But so, I, yeah. I really appreciate you sliding through, you know, telling Telling the people a little bit more about hey, yourself. Hey. I've always said that girls that ride trains are killers. Like they have like <laughs> crazy stories. Like you, you know, you crazy. Like it'd be moments where you would call me at like midnight on it. Like, where are you at? I'm on the train. Like you ain't nervous. You know? No, no, no. I'm not going to lie. When I come to Jersey, like I fuck around in New York all hours of the night. I'm not scared. I don't be worried. But when I come to Jersey, I don't fuck around because it's a different type of crazy over here and it don't match my level of crazy. So, you know, I'm, I'm very cautious, but yeah. no, I don't be scared on the crane. I don't be scared on the crane. Yeah. I'm a little off. I ain't even going to hold none of y'all. I'm a little Man. off. I'm a little off. Shit so. call and be comfortable as shit on the train. I'm like hearing yeah. all type of shit in the background. So yeah. We tried and, and that, what you doing? Like I, I'm sitting at home. Right. Real shit. That's right. Well, my grandbaby, I'm a hit. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't wait to see this shit. <laughs> this is gonna be a sight to see. This yeah, is gonna man. be a sight to see. But man. my grandbaby's gonna be beautiful. Absolutely. Fuck with your herd, Absolutely. Okay? And the one of them hey. might have a big ass butt like their grandma. <laughs> That's what my daughter said. Cause my daughter got a big butt now. Oh man. Yeah. Hey. Oh, wait, Ooh, her butt wait. she was like, Mommy, I'm praying that I keep this butt. Ooh, so, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But all right, BJ. I like this is exciting. Yeah, bye, man. y'all. All right, bye, so y'all. this has been another episode of Change the Subject. I'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace and blessings. Peace.